Simi Arif joins us in studio. He knows more than you can imagine. Is President Barack Obama a Muslim? Because you know it's going to be a zoo. It was already a zoo. Did anything happen while I was gone? Haven't you noticed the whole place is on fire? Let me tell you why you're here. But they can only speak in question. <laughs> Are there side effects? Or? Just diarrhea. My first guess is... Simi, Simi, Simi. Knock, knock, who's there, this guy? Lesser known somebody's. Welcome to Africa's 8th Best Podcast with me, Simi Arif. And please don't laugh at my slogan, Louisa Madinga. <laughs> please don't laugh at Africa's 8th Best Podcast. God. You, people I, feel treat, like, I feel like it's also Africa's 8th Podcast. <laughs> no, there's a, lot of Afri- there's a lot of podcasts in Africa. In fact, you, you're actually counting too many. There's five. <laughs> it's, I don't know what... Oh, God. Okay, cool. It's Africa's 8th Best Podcast, Lesser Known Somebody's with me, Simi Arif. And today I have the Tokoloshi of comedy. He's so short and funny. Please welcome Loisa Modinga. Yay! Yeah. Are you going to put sound effects in this? No, song? I'm not. That's, that's just how I this do my the, thing. So that was it. That was the intro. Yeah, I okay. mean, what were you expecting? Sound effects. No, this, wah, 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 wah. this is not Timber Lunacy on the decks here. <laughs> this is two microphones and two guys. That is, right. that is as let's much as you're going to get. Let's do it. Yeah, I guess it's, it's, it's pure, com- it's pure, it's, it's pureness. All we have is your mic. Yeah. And, okay, cool. Yeah, baby, I strip it down for you. I don't come here with bells and whistles. I come here just with the voice with the, and the with content. With the real shit. Yes. With the real shit. Now, if you guys don't know, Luisa Madinga is a very successful stand-up comedian, um, as they say. He's won awards, as as comedians do these days, apparently. <laughs> and he's very, very endearing. Like, if you look at Luisa Madinga, he has these scars on his cheek that just makes you go, wow, you've lived life. <laughs> <laughs> and I got them when I was two years old. Yeah, so, so you've like, lived. I mean, at two, you're already like, I'm going to take this thing. Yeah, I'm going to cut myself up <laughs> and have these scars. Um, the first time I ever remember seeing Luisa Madinga was, I think it was the Nando's Comedy Festival. And you were on stage. And I was just like, wow, this guy is so good at doing hack stuff. He's going to go far. <laughs> and you have gone far. You've won awards. Uh, but you know, actually, looking back at that stuff, it was basic. Yeah, hack is such a such a mean word. No, bro. but it, that's what, that's what if you if someone had to say something you used to do hack material, I'd be like, yeah, hundred percent. No, no, no. I think hack is I think hack is something you got to attribute to somebody who knows better. Yeah, I know better now. I didn't know better then. Of course you didn't. You had just yeah, started. exactly. So it was it was basic shit. Everyone sounds as everyone pretty much sounds the same when you start because it's it's surface. It's that stuff that. Is that stuff you've been laughing with your friends with? And then, well, you, like CK says, you gotta just keep digging, it's, yeah. keep digging deeper. Well, at that deeper. time, I thought at least 95% of the industry sh- sounded exactly like Trevor. Like, exactly, like verbatim. Trevor? Yeah, they sounded exactly like the same formula. Everybody sounded, it's just like all these new guys that are coming up, like, had watched three of the DVDs out and were like, yeah, oh, this okay. thing is possible. In fact, I think at that point, I'd only, I'd seen Daywalker. Maybe yeah. maybe even half an hour of day walk. I didn't see the whole thing. Half an hour, and I didn't, is I didn't like it. Half an hour is enough subconsciously to make you yes. go. I can I can do this. You see, the thing is because when you start stand up, you know that it's you're on the microphone and you have to speak. Yes, and you don't know how to speak. So whatever your conscience collects of seeing people speak on microphones, you kind of do. Yes, it's just a it's a natural subconscious thing. Yes. No one really gets into the microphone and automatically knows how they're going to do their thing. But that's that's a thing that it's the weirdest. It's the weirdest. Um, well, it's like any art form, I guess. It's like that Miles Davis quote where he goes, "You got to play a really long time to sound like yourself." Yeah, to play like yourself. Uh, so at, the, at first, you're just doing the thing. Mm. You're just doing the laugh, make mm. people laugh, 
And then after a while, you realize, no, I gotta, I have to say something. Yeah. I have to honestly get up there you and tell the, people I, 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 I've thought about killing my mother. For, yeah, for me, the thing is that you, we only find that, I know some people use the cliche of like the voice, like I hate like, oh, finding my voice. You actually only really learn how to speak once you've collected enough experiences and then you're yeah. also very much more, you don't give a shit about all the other stuff. So like, you do, first of all, you don't give a shit about who else is going to come into the lineup and kill harder. Yes. You don't have. You don't give a shit about who's doing so much better than you at the yes. moment. You just care about you are, and you actually only re- realize and get to that point much later. You never get to that point earlier. The the earlier you get to the point, the more you become you quicker. Yes. But some guys, like for myself, like only recently have I gone. Yo, man. I just want to do the things that I do. Yes, I, I've got something to say. Yes. It's a, Kibuka said that to me. I was talking about like, I think I was talking to him about, uh, I need to get back to being ready to get on stage. Like uh, having my material like you know, put together and my mm. set put together before I get on. Because I started just jumping on. Yeah. Uh, and he said, no, there's only one, there's only one type of comedian who's ready to get on stage. And that's a comedian who has something to say. And it's when you have actually something to say, because then you find you find the you'll say it on stage first, and then you'll go, oh, that was that's what I wanted to say. And the more you say, it, then mm. you start figuring out like this is how I'm gonna structure it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it that so it's about it's about stop. You actually at first I think you're you're censoring yourself because you don't realize that people actually want to hear you. Mm. People don't actually. They don't know it. Crowds don't actually know that they want to hear you. They they obviously just want to laugh. Yeah. But it's when you really just come out as, this is how I see the world. It could be fucked up, but this is just how I view it. And mm-hmm. people are like, I'll appreciate that because it's different from the next guy. That's how comics are yeah. different. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I also think there's a big uniqueness. Like I find like someone could be, like I find so many people way more hilarious than I am. Yes. But you know where I beat most of the guys? Just being absolutely unique. Like, I don't think you'll find another Muslim kid who's doing comedy like, you know, like how I do. And that's what I feel where the uniqueness, where the interest comes in. Because mm. maybe I'll be on a lineup and I won't be the funniest guy, but people go like, yo, that was so interesting to watch. Yes. No. And that's why I enjoy it. Exactly. Now those guys, like, we all sit on YouTube and just scroll through three, four, five minute clips of people that yeah. we've never seen to see what they're about. Yeah. And you might laugh. You might find someone hilarious, but as soon as you click on the next link, you've forgotten everything they've said everything. because there was, they, they really didn't bring anything new to it. Mm. And sometimes all you, sometimes you were the most interesting person on the night. Yeah. You weren't the guy who made people fall on the floor, mm-hmm. but people are going, but I want to see that other guy. But that's, for me, that's where South African comedy is moving. But before we get there, do you remember the first time we met or you, or you saw me or, and what, what were you thinking? Because I asked every person that comes into this podcast this question. I don't remember much about the early days. What are you? Honestly, did you suffer from fucking amnesia? No, I have a really bad memory. It's like a so you don't ever remember seeing me? Or like meeting me? Or I mean like your early, yeah, your no, early not, comedy? Not, yeah, not watching my comedy. I'm like talking about the first time we met as human beings. Yeah, you gave me shit. What did I tell you? You always just give me constant shit, bro. Yeah, that's my life. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just remember. And I was just like, oh, well, it's just semi. Where was it? <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you think? <laughs> what did you think? Like, oh, it was, it was actually uh, Kitchener's days. Yeah. It was early Kitchener's days. Uh, actually, you didn't give me shit. There we I go. Th- I'd I like you apologize yeah, with Africa's 8th no, no. best podcast <laughs> now. 
<laughs> I'm just trying to dispel the myth that I give everybody shit and I come across as the nicest no, kind. No, you actually, you actually, what you said is, what I enjoy watching about you is you're different to the other black comedians, racist. And you, you said, you're not shouting, you're just cool and you just deliver your stuff and you trust your material. That was the thing. That was the first thing. That was the Is first. Is that what I said? That's what you said. I think you are that's drunk. No, nope, that's what you said to me. And then me you, being nice. And then you gently touch my cheek with the back of your palm. That's oh yeah, that exactly. is definitely me. That is definitely me. <laughs> when it comes to touching of people's cheeks, I am there. I see a cheek, and I'm just like, ooh, I want to squeeze that thing. Because here's, let me put this through to you like this. Mm. I feel comedy is definitely moving in another sphere now in South Africa because you've got to understand it's a very new industry for us still. It is still very we new. We don't understand this industry at all. And that's yeah. why we see people being, I, I like to call them plain out frauds. Yes. It's like when you put on a big show and you comp out a fuckload yes. fraud. It's like all your Instagram posts telling me about you can't wait to do this show, but you've got no fans. You're a fraud to me. Absolute fraud. And I see it more and more. Guys that book guys and then they don't. They book them, we get all these big lineups, but they are comedians themselves, and, but they're not on their big lineup. Yes. They're not like, you're a fraud. You are, you, we have now realized that you have become a fraud. Look, as long as you just bring the work. I don't care what you do. I don't care what you do, just bring the work. Like, you have to be, I'm just here to watch you do your comedy. Mm. It's like, I don't understand comedy troops. What do you mean by comedy like troops? Like, people who travel in these groups of co- comedians. Oh, you clicks. You mean clicks, the, the clicks? Comedy yeah, clicks. but they're there like, and you'll never end, get rid of them. Because at the end of the day, comedy, you're on your own on the stage, no matter yeah. what your click is. So in your click, you don't, because you can see how clicks also sound the same. Yes, yes. But you must, if, the thing with clicks, because you get people that do like lots of ensemble shows together, like we're on one with no, uh, I can understand Eugene and that. stuff. But the thing is, every person in, a, in, that, in that click or ensemble must be able to be by themselves if yes. that thing had to fall apart yeah. today. yeah. yeah. And, but here's, here, this is what I was trying to get to, is just like, I feel like the reason why South African comedy and people move so quickly in South African comedy, like they fly through it, almost like their, their rise are so big yeah. so quickly, is because they've analyzed and found that the two main things that really connect comedians and the audience immediately are race and politics. Yes. Those, those two things, if you're very good at them, you go quickly. Yes. Which slowly, changes when other comedians start realizing that they can't like i'm incapable of doing race and political comedy so you start realizing how do i make my stuff sound otherwise almost yes. and so but you so you don't get these huge laughs but you there's something there which yes. means that that something thereness yeah. will eventually grow so i look at guys from overseas like ronnie cheng and ansari and hannibal and they absolutely destroy in their crowds to the point the best example I can give is Hannibal came down over here doing Hannibal stuff for the Comedy Central Festival and died and died he even said he died he went into Trevor's daily show and he said I died down in Africa because there were no Hannibal people there there were no people at that audience at that comedy level going yes I understand exactly what you're doing Southern comedy is both the easiest and the hardest Mm. in that yes politics and race is a formula that works. It just does. It just, I hate that it works so well sometimes because it allows for hacks to flourish. Yeah. Um, cause I literally listen to people whose whole sets are, you know, us black people. Yeah. And they'll yeah. do 15, 20 minutes on, on, you know, us, us black, black people. people. And, and then they just go on to lie yeah. most of the time. Um, but at the same time, Race, our, our, our country is so segregated historically and because of historically so segregated to this day that 
our only um, common experiences is race and politics. And and no, 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 not you close. Yeah, I'm, shaking, also. I'm shaking my head while you say that. Only the only reason why I say that is because we as individuals don't yeah. look at that. So we we can't say that we are above the uh, we are above the audience. Surely there are people our age, younger than us, older than us, yeah. that also feel the same way than us, but don't have this access to comedy that others do. Yeah, it's a generational thing. But you got to understand when you get into a crowd, a lot of the times it's a little higher than our generation yeah. and stuff like that. Like for, the, for, for that broad appeal, mm-hmm. those are the topics that tend to get the most love. Mm. Sure. And but I'm saying the reason why that is, and like if you look at different, like just different comedy markets, there, uh, if you look at South Africans compared to the English, for example, I've watched many stand-up shows in England where the guy says, what do you do, sir? And the guy's like, I'm a plumber. Here, you don't find plumbers watching gigs. Here, it's a very higher LSM. You know, yes. you, have, you know, it's your people. Who Access are, to gigs is limited. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like, you like, if you go do like a big theater show, like a nation wild and stuff, the people that you there are working people. Like maybe they are, they are probably doctors, lawyers, accountants, uh, managers. Very few, very few of them are Blue guys. Color. Yeah, yeah. Very few of them are guys that are like, Hey, I'm struggling to make a buck. You know, like that's, it's very rare to go yes. see. I don't know, a fucking electrician at a comedy show. But the industry is small, though. The yes, reach, the in, the reach that's of, what I'm saying. The it's growing. Yeah, it is definitely going. We still, it's infantile. Yes. Like, like it's, uh, it's just starting. And like, I know people say, no, but it's been going on since the days of Kao and maybe, bef- and then, you know, the white, yeah. white people before. But in terms of it being an industry and not this, can you imagine an entire industry being eight, ten people? That's ridiculous. It's, it's an industry. ridiculous. Um, and, at the same time, we all know what it takes to really create that comedy. And it's about creating so many gigs that a, 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 um, a comic can work that much to mm. create a really great product. And those mm-hmm. gigs are only coming up now. The biggest problem that I feel, uh, well, one of the problems, because it's all amalgamated really, is that we are, provi- we are living in two different parallel worlds when you want to do comedy. So I've got this thing now that I just branded as Bramfontein Comedy. It's literally so you banister, kitchener's banister, uh, poppies. It's all Bramfontein, uh, type of style comedy. So mm. it's like you could kill there. Mm. You can murder so hard at a kitchener's yes. or poppies or banister. Unbelievable murder. But then you go to your own theater show that you put on and the gag doesn't work because the people that you've been murdering to have now conditioned you to only do that style of comedy. Yes. How many times have you been to kitchener's and seen a Kumbulakaya joke? <laughs> This, this got very specific. Yes, but I'm just saying that because they knew that that's what the crowd laughs at. So yeah. then you get to a point where then you go perform in Edenvale or Parker's. Or well, the, that's the thing. You do it around at Parker's and there's, you do and Kumbula Kaya and people are like, mm, yeah, I'm but sorry. That's, that's just general intelligence in terms of understanding understanding where you're at. You say it's and general also, intelligence. And also, it, all, it comes down to that. If you're going to say, I'm going to work hard at this, yeah. right? as soon as you say that, you're forcing yourself to go into places you, where people aren't gonna always on your level, on your level, yes. right? Which then makes you. You can do the same joke. You can grow your joke into a broader s- sphere. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not like Kumbhla Kai is wrong, but if you're gigging hard, you can go. I can't just do it this way, where the people are literally 
looking at their clocks in my gig going, yes, but when you finish here, I'm going home to watch Kumbula Kai. Yeah. Right? So you, when you start gigging now in Krugersdorp and whatever, you go, okay, I need to tell this joke in this way to bring in more people. Because mm-hmm. um, for me, it's like with any, with any art form, it's not about the what. The what, everyone's doing the same what. Yeah. It's about the how. Yeah. Right? That's what really makes you different. It's how you do it. So for me, it's like it always goes back to as soon as you go, I'm going to work hard, it, in this country especially, because in, in the States, you can still find your crowd everywhere you go. Everywhere you go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it's big enough for you to do that. Whereas here, as soon as you go, I'm going to work hard, you, you're putting yourself into some situations. You're going to yeah. go, all right, now I've got a bunch of Afrikaans people, conservative, small town. Also here, working town. hard is once you've done... You you can only do so many gigs here. We don't. Yes. Have, it's not like every single day there's a there's a there's a different gig. There isn't. There in isn't. a week, you you can tell. We can name the gigs and yes. be done in a, in a breath. Yes. So it's. I feel like that concept of working hard, which we'll speak about now, because yeah. I find that you are one of the hardest workers that I've seen. At least you show it on Instagram. Uh, I'm, pretty, I'm, I'm pretty blazing at lying yes, about that shit. Yeah, everybody is. That's. A, I'll tell you a funny story about it afterwards. My thing is just like I feel that our country's comedy scene, not everybody else's comedy scene. Mm. Is that people? A people don't. Not enough people know about it. So when people say, "Hey, I'm just going to get a comedian for a corporate," they just get a comedian for a corporate. Mm. Also, we've made the system where corporates are our bread and butter. Yep. It is. There's. We cannot make money to support our lifestyle via a club gig. Mm. And the most blazing club gig, Kitcheners. Doesn't pay you to. No. You, literally, you literally go there for a good time, which is. I mean, that's that's cool. And uh, the thing for me is that like. I feel like that's where the system, the forefathers who made the system, went entirely wrong. Yeah. So now we've we've landed, up, and I'm like, I don't hold it against them. I'm just like, everybody needs to eat. So we've worked out the system now, like where we do corporate comedy, and you have to be good enough to do corporate comedy, and then other guys only do club comedy, and then you take the next step and you become a corporate comedian, which is fine. I mean, if that's the, if that's what you want to do, personally, for me, when I started comedy, the word corporate was never in the dream. No. Like, I wanted to be a stand-up comedian. Yes. At no point did I say, I want to be a stand-up comedian who makes my living from corporate. Yes. At no point did it say that I want to be a stand-up comedian who only wants to do clubs. I just said, I want to be a stand-up comedian. But now we've got to a point where there are more corporates paying your lifestyle than the proper theater moments, the proper club moments. And I don't think it's about uh, what's it, demonizing corporate at all. I think comics forget that once you've got a skill of some sort, hmm. you got to figure out the business of your skill. Yeah. And we've got corporate. Cool. It's a thing. It's out yeah. there. Corporates know that comedians can MC a gig or come in and mm-hmm. do or whatever. Cool. That's lucky for us mm-hmm. because then you can go, I'm going to, I'm going to corporate for the next three months or whatever it is yeah. so I can afford my yes. theater gig. Yes. But people aren't thinking that way. You see, yes. you see a lot of guys is going, I'm going to corporate so I can live baller. Yes. That's kinda, exactly as it. if that's the point. Because I'm it's not, not saying don't do a corporate. Yeah. I'm saying do a corporate that A matches with you and gives you enough capital to do ha- whatever exactly. else you want to do. The so actual like actual stuff. That I've you. done corporates and those corporates have paid for one man shows. Yes. But now after I do the one man show, I'm just like, Yo, I need to do this thing again. So I take the money from the one man show and I pump it into the next one man show. Yeah. And so then I start what, what if if you take ten comedians and all ten comedians start doing one man shows, yes. that means we start touring ten different shows. That means you can go to a, one of the nine provinces, find a theater Talk. and do it. But and that no for me is what we should should be doing. We should be that's, doing that's that's currently my That's my, my biggest thing, gripe. Our gripe about now we've got the second awards system coming up, right? 
Uh, I don't believe we should have. Uh, first of all, I don't believe we should have a second awards. I also don't believe we should have a first. Award. Yes, and not that it's not that we don't deserve whatever. I just don't think. I don't think. I don't. Think, I don't think that's where the growth is. Yes, but financially, it doesn't make sense for me. You can't tell me that we must have award shows when the majority of our industry don't eat off comedy. Yes, they don't earn off comedy. So but we not even, not even that. It's we can't have an award system when there's maximum five one man shows a year. Exactly. It's like exactly. what? Are, because that means then we're technically awarding club comics, which is not the point. It's not. The it's, point. Like, it's like. It's like. It's like you saying. Usain Bolt doesn't win from practice because yeah. that's what clubs are. Yes. Clubs are practice. practice. He doesn't get a golden medal for today. He broke the record in practice. It doesn't count. Yes. You have he has to go and do it on the day, and that's a one man show. If I look at it, if I look at it, and like I don't, I don't like comedy awards because I feel like it already makes a competitive industry more competitive, yeah. which is weird because when I went overseas, none of the guys there are as competitive as we are. We are so competitive to the point where it's. It's not enjoyable. Like now I'm going through a phase where I don't go to club gigs purely because it's not enjoyable mm. anymore. I feel like I'm fighting with my friends. I'm doing, I'm competing against them. It's like, it's not a fucking competition. It's just, it's meant to be fun. This stand-up thing is meant to be fun. As soon as we brought the first awards in and now from the second ones, we take the fun away. Yeah. And also we start going, why do we have these awards? That's my biggest question is why is, and they tell us, oh, you know, it's to acknowledge our peers' works. You know, I can acknowledge my peers' work by saying, hey, Lloyd, you fucking killed in that stage tonight. Exactly. Well done, man. But now we have these awards. And I'm not taking... I know you've won. You've no, won. no, these even won me. When I, I'm saying that... Here's my, my thing is that now we have these awards for a very small industry. And what happens in, in this now is that we, we start saying, okay, fine. Here are these awards. And we are recognizing these people. But then I, I look at like other industries and I go... They don't have awards. Mm. I mean, there's very there's some. Like, there's a Canadian Comedy Awards. The American Comedy Awards have been postponed because, like, I've never seen Chappelle jump up on stage and say thanks for this American Comedy yeah. Award. I've never seen Chris Rock. I've never seen Kevin Hart. The so you're telling me, so, so do we? Why do we need this? The reward is so much. It's so different here. I mean, different in comedy. Mm. The reward is not. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't. I don't. And yes, I won. I won. I won an award. Let me put it this way. It comes nowhere near the actual doing. Of course. It does. I can name club gigs where there were seven people where I, I'm like, if I could win an award or do that, or do that again, I'll do, the I'll club do that again of course. every time. So, and then off, and the spin off, off of it, and I know these things take time to get, to, to, to get the momentum so people believe in them and it grows, mm. and it grows a certain, um, a certain, you know, appeal to them and people mm. understand what the, the Oscars and stuff that, that mm. are, what they carry, the weight with which they carry. But you can't start it off. It goes back to that thing of you can't, we can't be awarding club comics, which is what I was. I'm getting an award for killing in clubs. So that's what this award means. So when somebody who, who wins for putting on a one man, putting in the work that it takes to make, to do a one man, is now in the same league as this guy who's doing five, seven minutes. Mm. What does that one-man award mean? Mm. Now I'm in the newspaper. I'm like award-winning. If, you, if you're in clubs, no one knows you. Yeah. Like, 
No one you knows. You can't be performing at twenty people at a time. Yeah. And think that you're going to be in the newspaper now getting a feature, and people are like, "Oh, look, he won." It's like, who the hell is that guy? Mm. And that's what I felt. I realized that in the real world, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Sure, it's great to get an acknowledgement from your peers, but at the same time, it's also like a, it's a, it's a taste thing. It's a, my, I'm going to vote for my friends. It and is not in a bad way, but not in a bad way because you really how, dig your friends' comedy. Yeah. Because comics is one of those things. That, comics aren't friends with each other until we see each other on stage. Like if you go, hey, here's my friend who's a comic. We're not gonna be friends because we're comics. Yeah. But if I see you on stage and I'm like, I like this guy's yeah. work, yeah, we'll probably be friends if we have yeah. a mutual respect for it. So that's what it really means. And it's but I get that when I get off stage anywhere you know, and I, the guys in the back go, I the most, did what you did, man. I'm probably the most bitter person when it comes to awards because I'm sure when I, people hear this, they must think, wow, this guy is so bitter. <laughs> He's never won an award. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm also at the same time very intelligent. And here's the thing that kills me. How many millions of rands are thrown in by sponsors for these awards? There must be millions upon millions. They always tell us, oh, you know how much exposure you're going to get from coming to these awards? I'll tell you. Zero. I've never yeah. gotten a fucking gig from being at any of the awards. I've never and the gotten, new one. I've never gotten a gig from winning the award. So you're telling me about this exposure that doesn't exist, but also at the same time, all that money and only how many? Maybe 20 comedians earn a good enough living in this country while the other 80 of us are scrambling or put this hustling thing in. You know, it's like, oh, it's your hustle. You have to pay your dues. No, man, I want to eat. Yeah. I want to eat. How, why don't you take some of that money and we invest it? You know what the biggest surprising thing for me was? That Comedy Central Festival, end of December, public, the public got to see 60 comedians. Not just Jeff Ross and Hannibal. But that's, that, that for me goes back to awards versus the work because last year we had two festivals. Yes. Right? And they both worked. Yes. Why? Because it's about the work. Yes. And it's about growing. Yes. So all of a sudden you saw 60 at the one festival, there were uh, 14 at the other. I'm playing. It's no, like well, there was 20 odd, I think. It was about 30 something comics. Yeah. That's 90 comics yeah. doing a festival. Because it's about the work. Mm. I don't care about your award. It doesn't make me laugh. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, um, it's, it, it, and it just shows where it's, where it's most important. We had two festivals within, we had two festi- festivals November, for the first December, time yeah. that both worked yeah. within two months. Yes. Of each, within no, a month of each other. And that's, and that's where the proof was. Yes. Because people can say, this is what I got out of that. Yes. And I'm saying that the investment, oh man, the investment has to be more than, Acknowledging someone's how good they are at comedy. That's my feeling to it. And just like people don't understand people's stories. Like people don't understand your story. I mean, you didn't start off like I tell people, I've only had one job and I've got stuff from doing this job. Mm. I only have ever been a comedian mm. and I got into radio via being a comedian. Yeah. I have no other skill set other than the skill sets that have, t- have taught me in my degrees that I don't practice. Yeah. So I don't have another skill set. So I had to say, Luisa Madinga, you didn't start out as a comedian, you started out as something else. Yeah, I started off as a advertising guy. It's weird. Like, Tets and I went to the same school. I always tell the story. And tell us then. I've never heard the story, so you've never always told. We the story. went to the same um, advertising college, right? <clears throat> what was it called? A A A Triple A, yeah. Um, and we didn't know each other at the point. And some random guy who I'd never spoken to before comes up to me randomly and just goes, "So you think you're funny?" I was like, "What?" Yeah, I've heard you making jokes and stuff in the corridors. Let's have a funny off. You prepare some five minutes. I'll prepare five minutes of funny. And then we'll get some people together and we'll do comedy. 
So I was like, this is weird, but it sounded like fun. I've always wanted to kind of do comedy. What the hell is a funny oaf? A funny oaf, bro. You wanted to have a funny oaf. That sounds like, and what a thug to just come up to you like that. Dude, it was just like, what? I'd be like, yo, man, I heard you making the rest of the class laugh. It was like, woohoo. He was like, you got to stop making the rest of the class laugh. That's my gig. That's my turf. That's my gig. And to stop you, we're going to have this funny oaf. Like, I'm sorry, I don't think it's called a funny oaf. He wasn't even in my class. This guy is literally. Oh, you heard you you laughing in the corridors, though. Wow. Like, literally just like talking to my friends Going and, between he's, and he's upset about me making funnies like, with my friends yo man that Luis Madinga guy's making people laugh <laughs> he's going down he's going down now. but it's only three people uh, uh, there's three those are my people those are my people I make the people laugh with the advertising so school. this guy does this and then so we prepare five minutes and the, the Friday after that we get people in a lecture room and we do our thing and I had so much fun dude like I, mm. I did like a five and it was a yeah. solid five and people laughed where I planned them to laugh he died on his ass of course uh, when any, if yeah. anybody comes up to you with a funny <laughs> off that person's gonna die I've watched this movie he so many times in my off. life he yes. died at funny off <laughs> the funny off and so we wanted to do it again and I, and I bumped into Tats in the corridors and I was like dog uh, please come watch our show and Tats was like no I don't want to watch I want to be in it so I was like ah, fuck more than Mary was Tats even doing comedy at this time no he wasn't oh, doing wow, you guys comedy at the time dude he wasn't even this was another gig I had never heard yeah. of <laughs> so, so we organized the next week and Tats jumped on another friend of um, Razi jumped on and Lebu the guy who funnied off and it was a gig, it was a thing. And I was like, man, I really dig this comedy thing, aren't right? Those, aren't those the best moments? Because I can tell you, when I was in varsity, right? Uh, comedy wasn't a thing. And they used to have a poetry during our lunch session on a Thursday. A poetry oh, yeah. thing. And I used to beg them, please, can I do five minutes? And one day I did five. And it was, to this day, one of the best feelings ever. Because it was just fun. Yeah. And yeah. you're just like, because it was just yes, fun. Yes, it was just man. fun. Yeah. That's what it was. And then yeah. it got to a point where it was so fun. They're like, yo, could you host it for us? And so every Thursday in a lecture hall of students of my age, laughing at my things was the best Dude. thing. And that's one of the main reasons and, why you, you want to do it. And that's a dragon you chase for a long time. Oh, forever. Because it's like, that's that first hit of heroin that you want yeah. forever. So you did that and then you stopped doing comedy. And then I went to the underground. Dope. I went to the underground. I'm like, let me go check it out. Maybe I'll talk to Vlismas afterwards about possibly. So I went there. I watched. And that night, I remember this guy. I can't remember who he was. But I remember he was like in his 30s. Mm-hmm. And he did this set. It was an open spot or something. And Describe him he, to me and I could tell you. Uh, tell him who he is. Just a white guy, man. White guy with a cap. No. Very white. rich man. Wore shorts. No. Wore, okay, then I don't know this white Literally, guy. I don't, I don't think, let me tell you the story. I don't think, because I don't think he ever did it again. Oh, wow. He's, he did his set. About three minutes into his set, he starts, he's bombing. He's bombing like a mother. Three minutes into his set, he starts crying. But he continues <laughs> while crying and finishes his set. Like literally, and then mom wants it. That is the best. And in that moment, I was like, comedy is real, yo. Mm. Like it's I've seen some fantastic It's all things. good being all like I want to have fun And I think I got scared in that moment I was like you know what Luisa Let the people who are comedian do Comed. it Yeah let them yeah. just do their thing Oh that room is to provide people like, You know Couch Ninja yeah. Couch still had one of my best gigs I've ever seen I still laugh At about the underground it. Yeah what, and Listen there are no laughs Couch will tell you that there's no laughs yes. What happened he brought, brought He had a stool on the stage And he had a cricket bat And he then he opens up and he says, uh, my therapist says I need to take these, takes these pulls out and just chucks them at the audience. And already no one's laughing. But you know me, at me at a gig when someone <laughs> dies. So I was like, hey, 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 we are in for it here. No one's laughing. 
That was possibly the worst laugh I could ever hear at a show. Literally. <laughs> the thing is, because I, I laugh, but like I still joke with you after because I'll probably pops. die directly after no, no, this no, as well. No. But like the thing is, so Couch takes this dildo, he puts it on the stool, right? On the dildo on the side, it says, judge this. <laughs> takes his cricket bat, hits it, bang, walks off the stage. Not a fucking person knew what was going on. What? Not a person. To the point where Couch got off the stage, right? He went to come sit in the audience and people moved sideways. <laughs> so he was by himself in a row. It was hilarious. So then, so you took a break. You took a bit of a sabbatical. I just did advertising. And mm-hmm. from day one in advertising, I knew, I was like, this is not the rest of my life. Yeah. I was just like, this can't be. Yeah. Like, I, I imagined the best case scenario. I said to myself, so you get to the top, you win, you won awards. You run your own agency. It wins awards. It's one of the top ones. Are you happy at, at 50? And I was like, no, I'm miserable at, at 50. And then 2009, I quit my job, went on, on sabbatical, went traveling and shit, came back, ended up in advertising again. I was like, still, I've got to get out. Got out. I'd met Don. Mm-hmm. He, he had started comedy. He, he had started comedy. I went to his gig to take photos. And I was like, fuck it. Give me five. He said, next month you get five. I jumped on, and as soon as, before I even said the first joke, when I got on, I was just like, this is it. Like, mm. so it wasn't about the laughs. It wasn't about, ooh, I want that feeling of laughter. I got on stage, and I was like, this, this is the most right feeling I've ever had in my life. Yeah, it feels nice. This morning, I was just watching, um, I was watching Carmichael, and what I love, watch, what I love about oh, he's Carmichael. Nice and slow, eh? Yeah, it's like, it's, it's like, even in his one man, it feels like he's just working his material. As mm. in, like, yeah. he's just feeling it out too, how man. Much, how much stand up do you watch? Like, Stand-up wise, I watch. I don't know what's a. What's I watch a lot. Like I watch like everything on Netflix. I'll watch things on YouTube. I'll watch a lot of stand-up. I don't watch a lot. I, I, my attention span more than anything. Uh, so I watch. I, I watch a lot of like short clips. Mm-hmm. So I watch a lot of five to ten minute sets. Yeah. That's yeah. what I watch. So I can do, I can do that for hours, but yeah. I can't. But one man shows, I really have to be. I have to. I'm like an audience member when I watch you one man for. So I'm like I'm committed to you. Yeah. I want to hear what you're saying. Yeah. So not not many comics. I'm willing to, like I can listen to Amy Schumer for ten minutes. Yeah, and then I'm like I'm done. And then I'm like I'm done. Yeah. But I can always listen to an hour of Bill Burr. But anyway, yeah. So, in that, yeah, I guess I do watch a lot. I want to talk about this thing that I see you on social media all the time doing, where you like. Oh, hashtag hard work. No one cares. Hashtag working hard, living a living life. Hashtag so busy. Do you know? What, do you know? What the, I think the most important hashtag that I put on is that nobody cares. Work harder. Yes. It's to what me and mean? everybody else. What does that mean? I don't get it. Because it's about the work at the end of the day. Like nobody, nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Like no, like you, BMW doesn't tell you working on new Triptronic. They go, they give you the Triptronic. Yeah. Oh, when when they finally oh, no, done. I get you. When you when people like my favorite one is that when I see like an ob comedian somewhere in this country, they just take a picture of a pen and a pad and they put like yes. working on big things. Nobody. But then we never see the big things. Exactly. And also, I think uh, sorry, you just touched on. T- uh, we've had this conversation. I just want to put a chest yeah. so so more people record. can hear it. Yeah. We need to stop putting one man shows on a pedestal. Mm. Uh, just do a show. Yeah. Like just. There are guys who haven't done a show in... There's a comic, I won't say his name, who hasn't done a show in a decade. And apparently he says that he hasn't found his voice yet, so he doesn't, like, he doesn't want to just put out a show for us. But we're in the business of shows. 
put out shows until the shows get to the point where the shows it's not like you only have one show in your life mm-hmm. you're a comic you'll be a comic until the your last breath so just keep putting out shows and maybe one day like ck ck's been doing shows yeah and only now do we totally get him and, and go crazy with ck exactly but he had to keep putting out shows because that's the that's the point of what that's the point of it all yes that is that's, exactly what that's we all the want finish to do line. And yes. then you get to start all over again afterwards. Yes. So you have to you have to start putting in shows, and that's what our that's what our industry actually needs because we need a people need to be able to go on a, any given day. You know what? I feel like watching a comedy hour, not mm-hmm. these, not just a comedy bar show or whatever. People need to go. Man, this weekend I got I got oh Friday night I'm free. Go online and find somebody's hour. Yes, and that's how we're going to grow the industry. Or just use, if you see more guys doing hours, you'll stop going to club gigs and you'll start attending guys' hours. Yes, and then selling hours won't be so hard. Hard. You you see, every theater will be full of us. They're not every these week. mythical things. You can uh, put an not, hour together, they're guys. They're not mythical things, yeah. especially when you find your market. And, and and I'm not saying that like on some guru level. That was what I thought too until I by mistake did 50 minutes without trying. Then I was like. But this hour thing isn't this. It's not impossible. It's, it's not, not something impossible. you can't do. And it's not something. Yeah. It's, you can't tell me that you can't fill up a theater. If you do enough marketing, if your comedy is good enough, yeah. that you can't fill up a theater and give the, your fans that have come to watch you that hour that you do. And not even just fans. Because the fan thing also just, um, um, inhibits people from actually doing a show because we think, I don't have enough followers to think. And it's like, your followers, chances are they're not going to come to that show. It's people who are looking for a. Th- a, a night out of theater because we're in the theater space and we forget it as comics because sometimes you're just going I feel like going to watch theater and then you go online to go look what's on you read a blurb and you go you're not going ooh look it's uh, Kani again let's yeah. go to Kani because he's doing a, it's like no there's a small show let's go it's, a, it's in a 50 room seat let's go because I want to see a show so so people who are looking people are just looking to to see something people want to they want to come to a show not necessarily your show but because your show is on they're willing to come and you can actually make fans at your one man show that's my thing is my thing recently is just to build a theater culture that's why you've heard me say you've heard me say I refuse to go take my gig to pop art because my fans don't go to pop art but I will take my one man to a theater because I know my guys like a theater I like a theater I like a theater with their sound and lights I'm not saying there's anything bad about pop art but it's like it's not for everybody it shouldn't it's not some people actually just need to go to a theater and put it on in a theater Mm. I don't want to go perform in a casino you know unless the casino has the most baller theater Yes. Then I will go. I will do a theater. If someone says, "Hey, come to Pretoria," I'll be like, "Cool." What theaters are in Pretoria? I'll come to you. Yeah. Someone says, "Come to PE," yeah. I will come to you. Yeah. The thing about a one man show that makes a one man show for me is it's not a like I watch some guys and what makes a really good memorable one man show, right? Mm-hmm. Like the ones we all know the ones, right? Mm-hmm. Is there not a collection of? It's not a hit list. Yeah. It's not the guys my best gags. Yeah. It's one. It, the most important thing is if you actually watch a, a, a one man show, it's a collection of maybe 10 minute at the least mm. to 20 minute gags. Yeah. Because it's an idea that fully formed yeah. in some way. I feel like way. there's a theme also in a one man. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. So it's about, it's about, you actually get to the best one mans are probably technically four gags long. Yeah. Yeah. It's 15 minutes yeah. of one thing, then 15 minutes of the Another next thing, thing yeah. and 15 minutes no, of the right. next thing. Uh, it's not just a collection of, 
you know, unless obviously unless you're a one man guy, guy and stuff yes. like that. Yeah. But the, for those those bigger, I like it when one man's almost have themes because then yes. like if I do like I love Ansari, I love Aziz, and every single time I watch Aziz, Aziz is like his new hour is about a totally different hour topic. Do you know what I? <laughs> I didn't like Aziz. I didn't understand him. That's what I realized. I, didn't, I thought I, I, thought I just didn't English like him. is your second language, right? No, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's understandable. Uh, I'll, if My you, American if you, English is If you go to audio, you put best. subtitles and it come up pure course of <laughs> So, I didn't like, and, until I watched his TV show. Master of None. Yeah. What a and show. And then I got him. And then I went back to watch his comedy and I like his comedy because mm. I get him now. Yeah. It's, it's, it was, it was yeah. a weirdest process of watching, yeah. of watching someone. Let's talk about one more thing that you mentioned in WhatsApp early on. You said people got to ride the wave now before yeah. it dies down. Now explain what this wave is and how we ride it and, how it, and, what, and what you mean it's by it dying. It's been waves. The, it, it, it's almost like... Explain it to me like I'm not a comedian. Because I, I know what you mean. Yes. But I want to see if we're on the same level. Pure Munati was a wave. Okay. The time leading up to it and the time after that. Because between Pure Munati and Trevor going big, mm. there was no, there was almost no comedy. Yeah. You can honestly say there was pretty much, in terms of perspective from uh, the people, mm-hmm. like people weren't talking about Southern stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. They and everyone that you knew was from that wave yeah. of of pure Monati guys and that mm-hmm. time. Whether they were involved in pure Monati or not, the people made their names during that time and then mm-hmm. died out. And then Trevor blew up. And then that's when now you have a new group of people who are making their names now. It's gonna die out. It has to. I it's f- like I feel like we're there. It's like it's like hip hop. Yeah. It's like any art form. I told I told you in WhatsApp. I feel like we are at that point now. I feel like it's not dead in terms. It's not dead dead, but the it's like the door yeah. is closed yeah. in terms of who's entering the wave. Yeah. Now it's about now it's about producing the work to make that wave a yeah. thing. My, my feeling that's why the one man thing is so, is so important. important. My here's my feeling on it. I just feel that because there's now so many of us, mm. and there are now so many other gigs. That we've now saturated it to the point where Bramfontein comedy, I can see the same lineup week in, week out. That, that is not sustainable. Mm. That, is not, that is a good time if you want to do those gigs. But I should never look at a poster of a monthly gig and see three out of the six people on that lineup again. That tells me. Yeah. That now that we are we are we are going smaller and smaller because that means we're not putting everybody on to ah. the point where you're gonna get. So that's why you're saying it's dying. That's why I say it's dying. Ah. I should I should never I should never that's ever very true. That's, I should never, never be able to way. go to a gig week after week and see the same the people. same people. Not the same jokes. I don't mind people doing the same jokes. I do same jokes no, all the same time. People. But I should never be able to see the same people because when I see the same. So you say it speaks to the quality of who's around. No, not that it speaks to the quality. I think all the people that jump onto the stage, I find everybody funny and I'll never judge someone's comedy other than if I, if I don't like it. Like, yeah. But I'll never stop them from doing comedy. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that if I see the same people Monday after Monday after Monday or if I see them Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and they're the same guys and the lineups seldomly change. They change by 30% or 50%. Mm. That means we've already got this collection of guys that do this comedy thing. Oh, okay, and yes. now they're we, you're telling me that they are the only guys and that there's no one else at their level or coming up that I can replace them yes. week in, week out. Yes. So what I'm saying is that if I go to a gig on a Monday 
that those people that performed on the Monday should not be there the following Monday. Yes, I hear you. That's if we're all given the I, same I, I, class of comedy, I'm not saying like um, if you're doing if your gig is like a Monday night where everybody does new material, then so be it. You can have you can kind of can have maybe the same lineup, but you should. I should never look at a proper proper once a month gig and go. Yeah, a once man. a month there's no excuse yeah. for that. Shit. Or like even by we like I should never go. Man, why is this? Unless it's run by that person and they and they're, they're the one they're person. They're the host. Yeah, yes. like the underground ones. Yeah, uh, but I'm just like you. We should never have that. Yeah, because it it just makes the circle. It makes it makes you trying to tell me that these are the only guys on at the moment. Yeah, these so out of these twelve people that we keep on circulating. And so you're saying the doors the doors closed? Yeah, for me you the know, doors you know, closed. The person who first put this on me is um, uh, Kags had gone. Uh, for those, yeah. had gone on to I think it was Morning Live or some one of those programs, and they asked and they asked uh, what would you, what advice would you give. To young guys who want to get into comedy, and Kag said, "Don't do it. Don't do it. It's yeah. over. The guys already the, the the guys who are in now, they're already in, and yeah. there's no more there's no more room for anybody." He yeah. literally said that. It's like and the guy laughed. He's like, "No, I'm not joking. Yeah, like people are already yeah the the spots have been taken. Yes, uh, there's the the gap is the, the gap, gap is, is closed. Yeah. Um, and I was, at first I was just like, "Geez, Kag, you're, you're a little mm. bit um, you know that's a bit mean," but then I was like, "You know what?" I'm watching guys and I'm going, Tats, Tats and I were talking and, and Tats was like, it's so weird. We were given this room by the guys before us. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we, and he said, we, I'm watching the younger guys and I'm like, I don't know what to do for you as a guy who's yeah. done it before you. It's like, but the thing he's is, looking around and going, the obligation to do something no, 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 for, for you. No, no, for sure. It's not, it's not, I, don't, I don't think Kegs and them, uh, that generation ever physically did anything yeah. for us, but their their work opened up a world. Yes, and our work is almost like we we're jumping onto something too, and there's only so much room on it. Mm. So it's like I I do have a solution though for it. I yeah. do have a solution though for it. The more we become, if we become lonely islands, so we become comfortable in the things that we do to keep our creativity going. Mm. I feel those are the things that make the web the waves ebb and flow so like now you have this big wave and yeah. everybody's riding it and then when there's a dip not many people are riding this wave and at the bottom of that dip so people start doing other inventive things so like for example they start hey uh let me do a podcast or let me do a vlog or let me start a youtube channel is this is this you now just going and uh, that's why I'm the well, no, the, best that, the, the, this is the reason why it's Africa's <laughs> eighth best podcast. You see, the thing is, once you start doing different things, yeah. but you still but that's comedy is not just a stand. I've been thing. saying that. No, I, haven't, I haven't been saying that. Um, what I'm saying, no really what I'm seeing is that us comics aren't producing enough. Yeah, hundred oh, percent. And not just one man shows. Yeah, we don't create content online. Yeah, we're not. We should be the guys. Like I watch something. Uh, sitcoms and they're the worst things I've ever Horrible. seen and I, and I hate to say it but like I have to say it to go guys this is not the standard we cause, and there's no comics writing on these things yeah how there are no comics with their own sitcom how you know what I, I mean I feel that's the next that is definitely the next change so we definitely have to start cre- and, 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 we, and there's enough examples to show that guys we can like when Don did his um, impersonation of, of AKN and and, uh, and and Skumba did Casper. Yes, that big, was dope. Huge when, big. When when he did the one with the what's it? So serious. Um, uh, was Heath Ledger with and, Heath, and, and Batman? It, it yeah. went big because we're the guys that are meant who to have, be doing that. Exactly. We have we have the 
it's a thing of taste. I forget Kibuka gave me this quote where the guy talks about your taste will get you there. So we think we think of this in the same way we think of um one man shows of these high level high mm. production it mm. takes you 10 years before you can do your first one you know what i mean mm. and we think okay cool i can't touch until and i'm like no put shit out there yeah but because you have good taste your worst day is somebody's really good yeah yeah but i don't know about social media what do you know what do you here's my thing okay, people made it without it before yes I, so that's my thing. Yeah, th- but you can't you it's too big now to not have. But let me put it this way. I need to have it for a point. Yeah. Like I I'm a bad tweeter. Mm-hmm. Is that what is it? Tweeter? Twitter? Twitter. I'm a tweeter. You, yeah, yeah. I I, guess I'm, so. I'm a bad Twitterer or whatever yeah. it is. I, I suck I try. I really try hard to put together a good tweet and I, I suck at it. But I enjoy doing Instagram vids or Snapchats or whatever. Well, then so it has to be thing. for a purpose. Yeah. So it's not thing. just like be on inst- be yeah. on social media. Yeah. So it's uh, well, that's what I use Instagram for. I literally use Instagram just to put long captions about the story of that gig I've just done. That is it. Yeah. I don't use it for anything else. And I think everybody got you have to use social media in the way you want yes. to use it to yes. get the don't justification just be on out. It. Don't, just don't just be, be on, on it. it. Yes. So no, you're right in that one. I just feel like if you are an artist. Especially in our industry, not being on it, it just yeah. means there's a platform list that and the you reason, can't promote on. And the reason... Oh, that's one horrible the, English. <laughs> it's a platform list for you up on promote if, if, on. If you, if you stop yourself, then it's okay. It's when you think... It's when you let it go. And yeah. Like, oh, oh, you <laughs> yeah. thought that was okay. Oh, you thought that you English thought that was, was fine. No, yeah. no. <laughs> the reason why I do the whole post gigs and um, nobody cares work harder is because we... I think it's very important that, who, like, if you're looking at this, mm-hmm. to know what it actually is. Because we actually know that to be a doctor, it's eight years. Mm-hmm. So before you go, I want to be a doctor, you go, but am I eight years of studying? Yeah. Am person? I capable? Yeah. Yes. So when you go, I want to be a stand-up comedian, I gotta, you have to go, yeah, but can you do a gig of five people for three years and that's your life? Yeah, people can't, eh? This People is, can't. And so you have to show it. You gotta but go, that's the reason why I use This is what you got to do. Yeah, that's what I do. Exactly. With Instagram, that's exactly what I do. I'll yeah. take a picture and I'll post it up and I'll be like, yo, this is the thing. You know, when there's no one there listening to you or the gig is going bad and you're dying. People think, here's a thing that really irritates me. It's like, it's like people make us believe that we're not allowed to die. No, we're allowed to die. Yes. Yeah. They give you those awkward looks like, oh, this guy isn't doing but so also, good. I think it's more a comics thing. Comics just, oh, that guy died last night. Yeah, he's working. Yeah. It's not his, if you, if you put on a shit show at your one man show, then I then, can go, yeah. dude, why did you think that was a good show? Like, yes. it's a bad show. Just, I don't care where you are, it's a bad show. Yes. And you should have worked harder towards it. Sure. Yes. But why, on some days you're going to get to gym and it's, all you can do is some curls and that's it. And, and yeah. you got to get out. That was that, that, that day. And that was, I died last night. And you know what? That's cool. just part of what I do. Well, it's, it's been great having you on this podcast. It's been dope, I, man. I don't want to have you on again at least for another year because... Because you don't want the... the I know there's other people. The, yeah. <laughs> there's just so many other people other than you. Um, yeah, it's just like if people are listening, please uh, thank you for listening. And secondly, please subscribe so one day I can make money of this thing and afford to... Um, I don't know, just pay rent or something like that. <laughs> but thank you for being on the podcast, Lloyd. Thanks, man. This was dope. Thank you. Thank you so much.
Semi Arif joins us in studio. He knows more than you can imagine. Is President Barack Obama a Muslim? Because you know it's going to be a zoo. It was already a zoo. Did anything happen while I was gone? Haven't you noticed the whole place is on fire? Let me tell you why you're here. But they can only speak in question. <laughs> Are there side effects? Or? Just diarrhea. My first guess is... Semi, semi, semi. Knock, knock, who's there, this guy? Lesser known somebody's. Somebody's.